From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and with me I have the OG Jeff Goodnow. How are you doing, sir? Awesome. Awesome blossom, baby. Awesome blossom. We can't always <laughs> expect those from you, right? So awesome sauce and the rest of this shit. Oh, yeah. All right. So we want to talk about something uh, that's been on our mind for a while, uh, kind of a new uh, way of doing business, we feel. We were doing this um, public relations thing for another firm, and they, they asked you know, how you're different from other asset managers. And one of the things that came to mind is transparency. And, and we feel that the new age of asset management and the new age of uh, financial firms is going to be transparency. Because everything's on the internet, and there's no point in trying to hide behind one-page PDFs and brochures. You know, you have to be transparent in, in today's environment. And we have we started the process a couple of years ago, and you and I sat down. And we're like, listen, let's just be more transparent. You know, even if it doesn't benefit us, let's open up as much as we can. Uh, and sometimes that that leaves room for issues. But the point is. Let's be as transparent as we can. And, and so what we did this past year is we, we take it even further. We said, because we had fun doing it, right? And we got a lot of good feedback. And so like, yeah. we're like, let's take it even further. Yeah, no let's kidding. see compliance, obviously, in mind, how transparent we can be with everything we do and see what happens. And so we've done that. And I think... Yeah, it's like our, it's yeah, like our personal we, challenge. It's like a personal challenge. Like, what else can we? What else can we reveal? What else can we release? Correct. What else can we show? And 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 it's been it's been fun. And I think we have plans to do even more. And I tweeted this the other day, where I want to be so transparent that I make asset management competitors feel very uncomfortable. Um, th- that's that's the goal. <laughs> um, and so, what do, what are we talking about? What are the, the three main points we want to hit when it comes to transparency? Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, the investment process. Um, we're going to talk about some of the the value adds and and why that's a little bit different, and and then a little bit of, of future talk. Right, it, nothing says transparency like telling you what we're about to do, uh, you know, in the marketplace. And, and I have to laugh when you said making other managers uncomfortable. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of good partners out there, um, and and a lot of them do things very differently, and that's okay. But I, I just laughed when we were having this conversation because what came to my mind was Colonel Sanders and his eleven herbs and spices. I mean, they're locked up like Fort Knox, right? And that's the way most managers approach the business. I mean, not just their portfolio process, but the entire business. Like, we've got this information, it's locked tight, and if you're really nice to us, we might give you a little breadcrumb. And, well, and so, we just so look, said, I, can, here's a recipe, can I, man. Can I jump on that? Because I got an email the other yeah. day from a manager, and, and one of the bullet points was, you know, because of NFTs and cryptos, you know, and, and this other stuff, we feel that we are in a bubble. And that was mm-hmm. it. Saw that. That's it. And, and so I, I just like it boggles my mind. Like just show them. So anyway, let's let's talk about some specifics here. So um, sure, uh, you had a really good example uh, because we go through a lot of these due diligence processes with other firms, and they always they they always they, they're skeptical about tactical managers because they never tell them anything. Oh, right? Absolutely. It's like a black box kind of thing. Um, and so we were kind of like, oh no, sure, like let us know. We, we'll show you the code and and show you how it's done. Um, and th- they were a little bit taken back. But um, what 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 are your experiences in that uh, realm, especially from your past roles as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, first and foremost, I, I I would completely agree. Their their response was not unexpected in that. Well, you know, look, as a tactical manager, we we understand. You're, it's almost like they were giving us the out. Was the feeling that I had. 
Like, it's okay to tell us that you're not going to show us anything. And and it, it it really did. It threw them for a loop when we were like, oh, what do you want to see? We'll show you. We open up Amy Broker. We can show you the code. We can show you the systems that we use and so forth. And, and basically, we kind of got shut down. Like, no, 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 that's okay. Like, because it, it might reveal that they're, they're not comfortable enough with tactical to even understand what we might show them which is kind of sad when you think about it right this is a company doing due diligence they they should want to know and want to ask those questions and really dive in so yeah i mean i've, I've seen a lot of course i've been the one asking questions in most cases right in my in my experience i'm asking for that black box info i'm trying to understand what exactly how do you do what you do and show me an example so um, you know, most managers, if you push them, I will say most managers, if you push them, will give you some insight, but I have never once had a manager at the thought of me asking a question, want to open up like we do and say, here, well, let's, let's, let's open up this stuff and let's take a look at it. In well, let, let, can, I want to talk about where this comes from. Okay. Because I, I, this yeah. is a little bit more of a personal story, but I was brought up in this industry and I've said this on many podcasts and interviews to be vague. Yeah. You know, when someone asks you mm -hmm. what generated a buy signal, what are you thinking, you kind of come up with this PowerPoint type of explanation without giving anything away. And that's how I operated for years because, you know, that's what I knew. It's what I was taught. And then it, it got to the point where it was actually harder to make up the bullshit than it was to just show them exactly what it was, right? And and part of that was uh. the, new, the new coding and the, and the new way we, we did some of the code development. But it, it, it's just easier to say, hey, look, this is some of the code. This is how it combines. This is what generates a buy and a sell. And, and it was refreshing not to have to like jump through hoops and, and, and uh, create a bullet point when you can just show them. Well, yeah, this goes to the, this is a bit of an extreme example, but a, a phrase uh, you know, I've used many times. It's like, if you, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you said. <laughs> right. And not that everybody's lying about it. But if you think about that, right, life becomes really simple if you say exactly what you mean and, and you give them the actual information that they want. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I know you make fun of me for all my sayings and, and my good knowledge. This was actually but, a good one. Most of them one. are shit, but this is a good one. I give you credit for that. I, yeah, I give you credit for that. So the last point, and this was brought up in a call yesterday. Um, uh, shout out to the call I had yesterday. He, uh, he actually was brought, he printed, I don't know why he has a printer, he's younger than me, but he, he, he showed me in front of the camera the How I Invest oh, Money uh, PDF that we made, which we need to update. But the point is, Jeff and I sat down and said, let's just show everyone how we invest our money, where it is, what managers we use, how we allocate our own assets. Um, and and we need to update that, by the way. But uh, the point yeah, is, yeah, he I showed agree. me this, he's like, this is awesome, like you guys are doing this. And I'm like, yeah, it's 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 not you know, it's not it's no skin off our back. We're just showing you how we invest, and you do with that information what you want. Um, but the point is, it's it's you see the passion for it because you know, frankly, you know, eighty five percent of our assets, if not more, are in the strategies that we're offering. So, um, yeah. just another yeah. point of you know transparency that I think helps. Okay, so um, yeah, one one other thing I want to say along this realm, and and it it must be lunchtime because I keep having these food references, but I, I always actually really enjoy going to a restaurant where you can see the cooks in the kitchen, and I think that to me is a, a very close, a very akin to what we're trying to do. The level of trust that we can create with our investment management process by showing you what the hell it is we're actually doing. 
I think builds a lot of trust. And, and that makes for, uh, instead of customers, makes fanatics. And, and we love that. So, Cool. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and when we get to the future roadmap, we can talk. There's a couple exciting announcements that we're trying to roll out. Um, <laughs> and so, okay, let's, let's talk yeah. about the second part here. So, you know, sure. there, there's obviously investment process. You know, we're, we're transparent. We, we want to gain assets. We want to gain your trust as a financial advisors. But then there's a second part of that where, you know, we do things that, is not a direct link to revenue. You know, we, we try to add value in places. That's it, just to add value, just to help out. Uh, and some of that has come back tenfold in a lot of conversations we're having. Um, what are some examples that come to mind about uh, the, the value add that, that's not tied to, you know, generating revenue? Yeah, I think uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, we did a we did a podcast some time ago uh, about uh, TAMP versus Model Marketplace. And I thought that was a great example because I, I not only not only get to point to it, but it's also I, I literally had a couple weeks ago an advisor with a hundred million dollar practice all by himself with a couple of staff members, and when he called us, he he was wanting to leave this uh, I'll say quasi proprietary spot, but he wasn't sure what questions to ask, right? In just a couple minutes of conversation, we realized he used the word landscape. And so I drew on that. And we were able to very quickly figure out that, you know, our own TAMP wasn't necessarily a fit, but rather I spent the time educating him about TAMP versus model marketplace, what he should actually look for based on what he needed. And it was never a conversation about our Potomac stuff. In the end, he said, you, you have made me wiser than I was before we started the conversation. And I appreciate it because that's, that's why I was trying to figure out, I don't know what I don't know, right? He's trying to figure out what to look for in a new home or a new solution. And now he felt like he was able to go do that. And that's awesome. Maybe we'll see some business out of it down the road. Maybe not. I don't really care. It's the fact that we we did what we wanted to do, which is you know build that trust with an advisor. And you know, it'll come back to you. Man, karma's a if you want to go the other direction so well i just i just um, thought of something that that's that's recent like we we literally had a call the other day with a head of an osj and we booked a call for june to talk to his group of advisors and the first half of the call they want us to cover uh, what we did to launch the podcast the videos the content like the process we put in place and yep. you know when you do this, you never think that that's the value add, but but frankly, it is. And and you know if they do business with us, fine. If they don't, fine. You know we don't care either way. If we can be helpful and add value, I think it comes back. It comes back with referrals. It comes back with someone else uh, lending a helping hand from time to time. And so, uh, you know, we've we've doubled down on that 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 process of of trying to help people. Yeah. Uh, another another quick example is we made a marketing piece. I say marketing because the marketing team created it, uh, but it's an educational piece called Are You Aware of the Risks in the Portfolio? And the whole reason we designed it was not to throw a Potomac label all over it. It, it doesn't talk about our strategies at all. It educates advisors and their clients about maximum drawdown in a very simple format. So we, we basically are providing that value add, this educational piece, to help create the foundational conversation for advisors. Because the hardest thing an advisor could do is having the conversation about risk, right? Because it's not very fun. We want to talk about returns, right? And get all excited about what we can do on the return side. The risk side is more important and it's harder to have. So by that, creating that value add, that simple piece, um, advisors love it. And we share it with everybody. So sometimes people use it and end up doing business with Potomac. Sometimes they don't. Again, we don't care. We're doing a value add. 
karma will come back. It, it's all good. Well, I was, I was actually, Jen and I were talking about a blog that she wrote, and at the end of it, she had the, in her draft, like, check out Potomac's version of this, this, and this. And I crossed it out, and, <laughs> and she's like, she, you know, we got into a little, not a, not a tiff, but we got into a little back and forth where she's like, don't you want to put this in here? I'm like, no. Like, you'll never see any of our research or any of our marketing pieces that say at the end that sell, that, you know, check out our strategy or check how great we are. It's banned. It's like, listen, just just say your piece and move on. I mean, you don't need to add that in there. So anyway, you know, look, it, it's all over the website. It's all over you know, the podcast, the blog, everything we put out. Some of it is obviously product specific in terms of our research and what we're doing. Uh, and some of it is just value add that has nothing to do with anything we sell. Um, and so let's let's dive into the third one. Uh, third real point here sure. is, is kind of business structure. Right, operations, the roadmaps, whatever you want to call it, you know, what are your thoughts there? I know we've made some changes on how we want to communicate, just what we're thinking. Well, uh, first and foremost, from a business standpoint, most most people don't realize uh, because I don't think necessarily a lot of advisors do plan this far out. But we're typically looking between six months to two years out in front of us. Like what? What can we do? We have phase ones, phase twos. Fa- you know, I mean, these are the kinds of things that we want. We have a lot of discussions about with our team, and you know, trying to figure out what what's the next thing that we could make simple, remove friction, and and just make business easier to do. And and that's really what drives us on making some of these decisions. So I think it, fire away on on some of the things that uh, that we've got coming forward. Well, I mean, I think it's it's important just to be open and, and not blindside people with, with decisions and, and, and give them rationale why you're doing certain things, right? right? We've been pretty crystal clear that the silos of Potomac are going to be our strategies on other model marketplaces and platforms and also our union UMA TAMP. That's what we're doing going forward. So with that being said, we've had to have uncomfortable conversation with some advisors that maybe have a couple accounts straggling back that, that you know we want to get rid of. We've, ha- we've closed a lot of strategies, uh, our own strategies that no longer fit into that mold, but we've been open about that and, and letting people know this is the plan and this is what we want to roll out. Yeah, I, I, I hesitate just a little bit because it's not like we had a ton of them. We had a couple of other strategies. Um, it's not like we had 25 of them and we're narrowing it down to four. Uh, that's one of the things that I've always loved about Potomac is that we haven't been a churn and burn portfolio factory. Right? Yeah, there's a, a couple of strategies, a couple of test strategies, so. and you know, just a couple of stragglers out there that were taking time from from right. our focus. And th- the point of right. it is, you know, you have to focus on on what you're adding and and where your value is, and and you got to kind of kill the rest, right? <laughs> well, um, business 101 is go where the business is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. have something that's is not that, garnering that a, business, that a good why are you wasting your time? Yeah, there you go. Well, so, Probably. and then there's two, there's two things also that I want to add that, that we can talk about. The, the two shows that I think are really um, relevant here, number one is Build in Public, which the marketing team is doing, which essentially means when they go look at a new software or launch a new campaign, they're going to record it. And I think advisors can can find value in what we're thinking from a marketing angle. Um, but more importantly here, I think we instituted the, the, the leadership call, right, which is important. So we take myself, you, Jennifer, and Christopher, and we all talk about the things we accomplished in the quarter, uh, the things we're looking forward to, and just have open, frank conversations that everyone can glean some sort of insight into what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's valuable because, again, our, our original premise of the Conquer Risk podcast was we're having conversations anyway. Why not record them and just, and just be transparent? 
Yeah, that's it. And the so here we are. The, the feedback has been has been wonderful. Uh, it, it, you know, we we appreciate the feedback, the kind thoughts, and and everyone everyone loves it because they they don't have to call and wonder. Uh, they don't have to call and, and ask a million questions because it's probably already been sent to them. And so on the roadmap, and I hate that word, but I, don't, I need to find a better way to say that. Um, but uh, how are we going to push this envelope even further? Well, one of the things that, that, that I want to do personally from an investment side is release the holdings, uh, not only of our models, but also the underlying funds. Uh, in many cases, those underlying funds are our own affiliated funds. And I know there's compliance rules about posting it um, quarterly, and then you you know, you know can talk about it. You can't just uh, talk about it without it. And I get that. So we got to fire some compliance rules, but I'm going to do it monthly, you know, and maybe even more if I can. The point is we want to un, uh, unveil everything as much as possible. Uh, and, and so on the investment side, this is where it's going to make some people feel real uncomfortable when, you know, everything is kind of hidden, whereas we're going to say, look, here are the model holdings. Here are the underlying fund holdings on a monthly basis. Do with that information what you want. You want to go trade it by yourself? And I don't care. It doesn't matter to us. We're just going to release it and let you run with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different outlook uh, than most uh, strategists have. But again, you if you don't, the only way to be different is, in fact, to do something different. And that's pretty much what we've just said from the beginning we're going to do. This is this is who Potomac is. Uh, love it or leave it. Subscribe or unsubscribe. We, we don't care either way because it's a win for us. That means more people who like us are, are engaged with us. And uh, if you don't like it, well, that's okay. Uh, there well, are plenty so, of strategies out there to make your day. So this also comes back to business efficiency and transparency, right? Like, so put it this way: How many? Que- we get so many questions about what are you thinking on the market? You know, what? what how are you positioned? Yada yada yada. So rather than answer those one-off questions, you just release it all. And and this is where I think the the asset management industry is behind. You know, they, they're still so guarded, right? No, no one can know what we're doing. What if they, you know, figure out we're doing nothing? You know, like they're, they're, they're just, they're so guarded. And I just, that's the secret. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> and so this, this handles a lot of things. It, it allows us to, to be efficient. It allows us to scale. It allows us not to need 12 wholesalers who do nothing and say nothing. We can just put it all out there, and and I think that that helps our business. And I think part of our growth has really been attributed to the fact that we don't need that many boots on the ground because we're putting everything out there anyway. And so it, it's 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 refreshing. And 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 listen, this podcast is not just for you and I to rant at each other. What well, part of it is, but but the rest of it is for like I, I think advisors should do this. Like don't. When you charge for a financial plan, record you doing the financial plan, the ins and outs of it, and show everyone exactly the good and bad, the assumptions that make sense, the assumptions that may be a little iffy. Uh, I think it's I think it's good for advisors to embrace this because clients are going to re- require it in the future. It, today they require it, right? Everything's out in the open. So if you can take anything from this, institute some form of transparency in your company. I, I think you'll I think you'll greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, it's tough to get started, but once you do, it's it's very freeing. So, on that note, uh, recommendations, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, so I uh, we're in the process of trying to move. I still haven't found a house, um, but I wanted to sell my car. I don't use it. I walk to work, and you know, uh, with the kids in the in the van and stuff like that. So, I called the place I bought it from. 
Car, CarMax and, and uh, a local dealership. Uh, one called me back and said he would check and get back to me. The other one never called me back. In the meantime, I went to Carvana. I entered my license plate, uh, description of the car, a picture of the title, the light, my license plate, a couple other things. It took me maybe seven minutes tops to get everything uploaded into the system. They gave me a price. It's a great price. I said, accept. They're picking the car up in three days. Phenomenal service, phenomenal user interface and experience. I can't say enough good things about Carvana, and I think car dealerships are in a lot of trouble. That's interesting because I referenced Carvana a, a, a long time ago on one of our podcasts just a, about the, the technology, you know, disruptors. Um, and, and I will say, although it wasn't Carvana, mine was CarMax, our Range Rover, when we decided to get rid of it. It's like we tried on our own, sort of the old school way, and then having people come in. In the end, it was like, wait a minute. So we're trying to make an extra thousand bucks. How about we just drop it off at CarMax and it's done? It's like, all right, finished. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Carv- I've not tried Carvana, but uh, I guess we'll have to do that here one of these days soon. Cool. So. What do you got? Uh, I got, this is simple, three-inch. Uh, it doesn't have to be the three-inch stuff, uh, but Gorilla Tape, the wide, tough Gorilla Tape. I've had a couple of circumstances recently where I had to put it to its test, and I was, was the, by was Gorilla Tape. Was the loose? <laughs> no, but close. Um, I, I will buy Gorilla Tape over duct tape every day of the week moving forward. Um, I am an absolute fan. And I keep it, I, now I have it in the truck, in the RV, I will keep it in the, you know, you name it, I'm going to have Gorilla Tape with me at all times. So, that's easy. Cool. Well, listen, uh, thanks for everyone who stopped by and, and listened to the episode. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube, give us reviews, yep. do what you got to do. Um, we appreciate your, uh, your time today. Obviously, we appreciate your partnership if you're um, a, a client of Potomac. And let us know uh, anything on your mind. All right. Thanks, guys. We're out. Thank you. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.